Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is a ministry, it's events, and it's a podcast, all focused on building community and fellowship around Jesus and great Jiu-Jitsu. We were birthed from a Walking in Truth event called Pursuit. Four of us left one of these men's pursuits and the Lord all gave us the same download to create Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu. We've started by doing local events in North Texas. We're slowly but surely expanding those events to other markets across the country where we bring in professors and instructors. We learn awesome jujitsu techniques. We hear a testimony about the gospel. We give away free Bibles. We offer prayer and then we train hard. On top of this, we have a podcast that has really taken off that we have a lot of fun with. Look us up on all platforms. We love walking in truth and we appreciate the affiliation with them and the covering that they give us. Thank you to all the leaders at Walking in Truth. Everyone at Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is truly appreciative. Numbers 28, Laws for Offerings. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command the sons of Israel and say to them, You shall be careful to present my offering, my food for my offerings by fire, of a soothing aroma to me at their appointed time. You shall say to them, This is the offering by fire which you shall offer to the Lord, two male lambs, one year old, without defect, as a continual burnt offering every day. You shall offer the one lamb in the morning, and the other lamb you shall offer at twilight. Also a tenth of an ephah of fine flour for a grain offering, mixed with the fourth of a hen of beaten oil. It is a continual burnt offering which was ordained in Mount Sinai as a soothing aroma, an offering by fire to the Lord. Then the drink offering with it shall be a fourth of a hen for each lamb. In the holy place you shall pour out a drink offering of a strong drink to the Lord. The other lamb you shall offer at twilight. As the grain offering of the morning and as its drink offering you shall offer it, an offering by fire, a soothing aroma to the Lord. Then on the Sabbath day, two male lambs, one year old without defect, and two tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering and its drink offering. This is the burnt offering of every Sabbath in addition to the continual burnt offering and its drink offering. Then at the beginning of each of your months, you shall present a burnt offering to the Lord, two bulls and one ram, seven male lambs, one year old without defect, 
and three-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering for each bull, and two-tenths of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering for the one ram, and a tenth of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering for each lamb for a burnt offering of a soothing aroma, an offering by fire to the Lord. Their drink offering shall be half a hen of wine for a bull and a third of hen for the ram and a fourth of a hen for the lamb. This is the burnt offering of each month throughout the months of the year. And one male goat for a sin offering to the Lord, it shall be offered with its drink offering in addition to the continual burnt offering. Then on the 14th day of the first month shall be the Lord's Passover. On the 15th day of this month shall be a feast. Unleavened bread shall be eaten for seven days. On the first day shall be a holy convocation. You shall do no laborious work. You shall present an offering by fire, a burnt offering to the Lord, two bulls and one ram and seven male lambs, one year old, having them without defect. For their grain offering, you shall offer fine flour mixed with oil, two tenths of an ephah for a bull and two tenths for the ram. A tenth of an ephah you shall offer for each of the seven lambs and one male goat for a sin offering to make atonement for you. You shall present these besides the burnt offering of the morning, which is for a continual burnt offering. After this manner, you shall present daily for seven days the food of the offering by fire of a soothing aroma to the Lord. It shall be presented with its drink offering in addition to the continual burnt offering. On the seventh day, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no laborious work. Also on the day of the first fruits, when you present a new grain offering to the Lord in your feast of weeks, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no laborious work. You shall offer a burnt offering for a soothing aroma to the Lord, two young bulls, one ram, seven male lambs, one year old, and their grain offering, fine flour mixed with oil, three-tenths of an ephah for each bull, two-tenths for the one ram, a tenth for each of the seven lambs. Also, one male goat to make atonement for you. Besides the continual burnt offering and its grain offering, you shall present them with their drink offerings. They shall be without defect. Numbers 28 is one of those scriptures where you have a lot of Christians who, it's not even really that they have questions about, they just completely have written off. And um, when you ask, most of the time, the answer as to why they have done that is because, well, their pastor told them, or uh, maybe their seminary uh, professor told them, or it was never, it was always another man or another person told them, and that's it. And some of them may try to regurgitate the reasoning, because maybe if, if they were inquisitive and they asked, uh, okay, so... Numbers 28, we don't have to worry about that anymore. Why? Well, the reasoning that is given most often is because Jesus died on the cross, therefore the law is gone and you don't have to worry about it. And um, I'm just, I know that I was raised being told that. Many of us have been raised and generations have been raised being told that. Where is the source? Trace that back to the actual source. Some people will quote bits of scripture from Paul. None of the scriptures that are quoted really is in this context. They're using different uh, quotes from Paul 
to explain this different topic. Paul never said that we're no longer supposed to do this. The Bible never said that you're never supposed to do this. When you take man, and even by that, uh, if you want to go all the way back to Paul, what does Jesus say? Paul didn't die on the cross for me. And I say that as sweetly and as honorably as I can. I try to, in the highest respect, want everyone to know it's not the doctrine of Paul that you should be chasing after. It's the doctrine of Jesus or Yeshua. It is the, he is the word. So Jesus is the one who should be at the source of our doctrine. Jesus said that we should still be doing this. God said this is to be an ordinance, a statute that is to be honored and followed for all of our generations, not some until man decides to change it. Now, one thing that is in the scriptures and has been changed is not that we're not supposed to bring offerings, not that we're not supposed to honor the holy convocations which God established, not that we're supposed to completely go against this and start our own traditions and how rather than following how God asked to and desires to be worshiped, we come up with our own way, maybe by building a golden calf. That's not what this is. What, what the one thing that was changed is yes, Jesus died on the cross and at that moment, there was one change. Well, there's a couple changes, but they're all very closely related. He did not get rid of or abolish or um, fulfill, therefore you don't have to follow. He, he got rid of, he cut away the excess curse of the law to make it the purified blessing of the law, which God established. The curse came from man not from God, but he did represent on that cross our sacrifice once and for all. We no longer need to have animal sacrifices at the temple because he is our sacrificial lamb. He represents our sin offering, our peace offering. He represents our atonement offering for all times. So we no longer need to take some sheep out back and kill them in our backyard. That, no, that's that's done. He did not represent our grain offering. He did not represent our wine offering. He did not represent those other things. He, those things we're still supposed to bring in honor. So God did not get rid of this tradition. Christians over time have been taught and if you think, if God said, do this, and you will be blessed, God wouldn't be telling you, never mind. The enemy would be the one trying to stop you because he doesn't want you blessed. Just think about that. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the promise. Thank you for 
the opportunity that we have to come to you and at your appointed times to follow the traditions that you established. Father, I pray that just everyone, but Christianity as a whole, would come to appreciate your creation in these holidays rather than following the teachings of man in coming up with their own traditions. Father, let let this idolatry just be burned away. And I pray that it could come back to the doctrine that Jesus, you established. I pray for all this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.